But yeah, it's like that's just the mentality that they have. Like you always have to have that security, and you can't, you know, just go out on a limb and just follow your dreams. Yeah. You just have to make ends meet because that's what how you live. <laughs> yeah, because you got parents. They look at you and like I think my parents have it, but parents look at you and they looked at my friends and I'm like, Nah, man, dreams are dangerous. <laughs> dreams are dangerous. I was like, Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to do this crazy shit, man. <laughs> My name is Sal. This is Carla. What's up, everybody? Coming right back at you. Glad that everyone is back. Whoever you are, appreciate you. Thank you for listening. And I uh, hope you guys have been enjoying these past episodes. I know I have. Mm-hmm. And it's been a lot of fun. And uh, today we have a few shout outs. We went to this really good like oh my brunch God. spot. It was sure. freaking amazing. Yes. Dude, it's called The Nest. The Nest. N-E-S-T. The Nest. And I'm going to sound so corny right now, but I feel like I was home, dude. Like, it was like our little nest. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that makes sense. It was different. It was like, hmm, something about it. I love how the sign when you walk in, it's like, come in, we're dope. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or, no, there was another one that says, um, we're closed, but we're always, we're still dope. We're still dope. Yeah. (laughs) They were definitely unique, for sure. They were really cool. And then, like, hey, man, if you serve, if you serve me chocolate milk anywhere, I'm going to love you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, what I saw them do it. It was, like, they put the Nest Quill, Next Quick, Next Quick. Next, Nest Quill. Next, Next Quill. What is it called? The powder? Oh, oh yeah, uh, Nest Quick. Yeah, you're Yeah, right. Nest Quick. They put it in a cup, put some milk, and stirred it. I just saw her. I'm like, oh, my God. And then they just put, like, another little swirl just for, like, aesthetic purposes. Yeah, and the, the waiter saw you, and you were like, man, uh, this kid looks like a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this looks great. And she's like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> man, it's like those little restaurants that touch our hearts, like, our heart from, like, our childhood. It's just, it's quality stuff. You it, know it's it going to be quality great. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's in Bellflower. Please check it out. Uh, yeah. at... Eat at the nest, follow them, and uh, dude, you will not be disappointed. For sure, for sure. Another big shout out is today's guest. It is Eddie and Marco from Paloma Negra. They're going to be playing this weekend at San Pedro Brewing Company. And Eddie is a good friend of mine, and I'm glad that I get to see him. It's been a while. Eddie, go ahead and say what you need to say. Yeah, oh, well, thanks for having us, man. Yeah. I, I, I honestly wasn't even expecting to be on the show. <laughs> I, I talked to you last week. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is a conversation I had. Maybe you could talk about it. Like, okay. Well, I look forward to hearing it. Mm-hmm. And then this morning, he's like, hey, do you want to come on the show? I was like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's I, do this. I love that you just jumped at it, though, because it was we were just getting ready to go grocery shopping. I'm like, you should ask him to be on it. He's like, okay. And I really, it was just me speaking out and saying it. And I didn't think he was going to do it because sometimes I'll say things like that. <laughs> And he's like, okay. He said he'll be here. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, all of a sudden, sweaty palms. I'm like, okay. Do we get drinks? <laughs> oh, yeah. We're getting drinks. That was her, that was her first response. Like, what are we going to get a drink? <laughs> and Sal's so like, alcoholic beverages? I'm like, no. 
drinks, like water. <laughs> but anyways, continue. Sorry. We still ended up with alcohol. Also. I know. <laughs> None of you can see this, but we're drinking uh, cafe de leche or something like you that. You turned the water to alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then added some coffee somehow. Jamal. But Jamal. we're calling it black bear? Black bear. Black bear? Brown. Brown bear? Brown bear? Unless it's yellow. I can't Is remember right now. I just know he has a red shirt. So That's instead hard. of your guys' new band Ooh. name, Paloma Negra, it's going to be Oso Negro. <laughs> <laughs> and you're handing out drinks for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, so you were, so Sal was saying that you are playing this Saturday. Right. Uh, so this is a 21 and over show. Uh, it's at a brewery. Uh, we have uh, some new friends that we have on that show opening up called uh, Los Fana. Nice. They're pretty cool. You can check those guys out too. Um, but yeah, our style of music is uh, like Latin jazz mixed with rock, and it's all reggae infused. So like that's our base, and it's like, all right, what else do we like? And we just pile it on top. It's like I like this, no one else likes it, but at least I can listen to my own stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then apparently it's like there's this big community that likes this music. Oh my god, yeah. It's yeah. it's crazy because we didn't even know it existed. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I, I didn't grow up here in California. I grew up in, in Utah, but I found out about Chicano Batman. Right. I, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, yeah. but I heard about Chicano Batman when I was in Utah, and I'm like, I really like their style, because it's like, it. I like reggae. I grew up listening to reggae, but never like a Latin version of it, you mm. know? And so now hearing people that are singing reggae in like in our culture as, as Latinx, but not only that, also like adding like political topics to it and or childhood topics to it or love topics to it. I'm like, damn, you, that's childhood right there. You know, so it's, it's definitely like and I noticed the community being a big part of it, mm -hmm. which is really awesome. Like as soon as you showed me your guys' music yesterday, yesterday or I showed you some yesterday and then we listened to the entire album like today. completely today. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, or what was that song? The one that you really liked, the No Somos? I like No Soy. No I, soy. I had heard, like, Siento. That one's and... actually political. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you I, noticed that. <laughs> yeah, No Soy, I really liked it, like, when we were waiting outside of the nest. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to it, and I was parking, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is good. And I just sat there for the rest of the song. <laughs> That's why it took you a while to get yeah. there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I heard Siento, like, a long-ass time ago. I didn't I think heard. it was political, though. I, now that, like, I guess, like, I didn't see it in that... I didn't really, like, listen to it in that perspective. Like, kind of was, like... Because I'm a big lyric guy. Like, I yeah. really love lyrics and, like, listening to exactly what people are saying. Mm -hmm. Even if it makes no sense, I find a way to make it have sense <laughs> somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how almost all of our music is. If it's not instrumental, then it's very lyrical-based. Mm -hmm. Like, we're, we're basically, you know, poets. <laughs> poets. It's just, I caught that vibe as soon as I heard your music for mm -hmm. the first time. I was like... These guys have something that I really like. I don't care if anybody else doesn't like it. <laughs> so far, everyone that I've showed it to, they just love it. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, Appreciate yeah, it. it's definitely. I was playing it at my coffee. I was telling you guys, I was playing it at the coffee shop tonight, today, mm -hmm. and I just knew, like, as soon as I got in, I'm like, I'm in charge of music today. Like, I don't care what everybody <laughs> says. And the area that I work in is very hipster and very, but everybody likes to listen to reggae, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm the like Latina, the only Latina there, and I just like put on some 
sometimes I'll put on some Selena or <laughs> the other day I was um I think I put Angeles Azules <laughs> and it's like a, a shop filled with hipsters and they're like this is some cool stuff <laughs> who are they I'm like Angeles Azules and I say it with an accent they're like Angelish, and they're like all weird saying it back. I love that every single time you try to say that to somebody that doesn't know Spanish, they always try to say it back to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's but with like the utmost confidence sometimes. Yeah, I'm like, I give you props, I give you props. So yeah, I got a couple asked about it, like, that asked about, like, what album are you playing? What music are you playing? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, it's this new band, like, they're playing Saturday, like, here. It's like, like oh, okay, definitely. And isn't... Saturday 420? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so perfect. it's perfect. <laughs> for those. For, for those that are into that. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So it's just like, that became a topic throughout my shift today. Is like, hey, so what are you doing on 420? Like, what's up? What are, you want to chill? Yeah, go to the show. <laughs> so it's been like, yeah, definitely like a good topic to start like talking about, you know. It's mm-hmm. a good, some good music. Like, just brings up genuine conversations, like political or lively stuff you know every day that we go through so mm-hmm. yeah and we grew up on music that you know when you write something it's supposed to mean something yeah <laughs> so we, we always just used to hearing like very meaningful songs so it's just being around that that whole culture and vibe just really pushed us to just forming the way we write our music okay you can tell that those artists they have a really big influence on like people that uh they just mean so much to them mm-hmm. you can hear it in their music which is Something I always look for when I want to listen to music. Mm-hmm. And I I somehow just find that in everyone. Yeah. But there's always those songs where I just, I can't stand. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't do it. I was like, this is lazy. This is, <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just in it for, like, the money or, or like, the follows, like we were talking about earlier. It's mm-hmm. just, like, if you're in it for, like, follows and money, like... You're already failing. You're, yeah, it's true, like... You might be making money, but if you're doing it with for passion, you're gonna be making a lot much, like so much more. And the money's just a plus. The money is like always just a plus. I think in that perspective, because yeah. you can pick up on that kind of vibe, like just in people's enthusiasm, like on how much you care about that topic. They're like, hey, I want to listen more. Mm-hmm. I want to listen some more. Oh yeah. And you know, even if you know your quality isn't as good, like I like this though. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna follow it. And like then you see them grow, yeah. and you're like, wow, I was there. Like, I saw his build-up, and that's what he was trying to do from the beginning. And now he has, like, this whole vision. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I, like, noticed about um, when I got introduced to Chicano Batman. It was my good, good friend that lives in River Riverside. She's like, you gotta listen to them. And she was visiting for the weekend, and she's like, we saw them in this, like, run-down bar in Riverside. Mm. Literally. It was just, like, small little, di- like, bar, right? And she's like, yeah, it's just, they were super cool. And then, like, a year later, you see them at Coachella. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you freaking serious? Like, damn, <laughs> damn. Like, these, like, guys are. And, and that's actually what made me think of, like, your guys' music. I'm like, right away, I'm like, Chicano Batman. Like, there's, like, there's not a lot of people that are doing that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that want to be doing that. But is the passion there? Is the yeah. enthusiasm there? You know, mm-hmm. and I think I think it's awesome. You know, your guys' music. It's it's. I mean, I'm definitely gonna be pushing it forward for sure. M- promoting it. So. <laughs> I'm a promoter now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is just the first album. We already have the next two laid out. Nice. nice. We're just getting it in there. Like this one, we just released it two weeks ago. On the mm-hmm. first. On the first. Cool. So. 
Can we? So where can we find you guys if we want to like look for your music? Um, uh, you could look us up on Instagram. Uh, we have to make a Facebook. Uh, apparently, the one that we have, you can't change it. It's giving us like some weird errors. So we just mm. have to hold, make That's whole annoying, Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> we just have yeah. to change, make a whole new one. Uh, but on Instagram, our handle is Paloma Negra Oficial. Okay. Nice. So it's official, but one F. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we can find your music on Spotify, on yeah, it's iTunes. Yeah, on Spotify, iTunes, Play Store, every, everywhere. Apple Music, nice. if you use that. Okay, cool. Sweet. Nice, nice. So why Paloma Negra? Marco? Well, uh, <laughs> we, well our, our original name was uh, The Pale Chubs. That's right! Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I forgot about that already. <laughs> yeah, people were just like, why do you guys have that name? Like, that's not Latin at all. It doesn't even fit what you guys play. <laughs> so then, like, just from, like, repeated comments, we were, like, thinking about, well, what can it be? And I had in mind, like, Negra Luz. Mm. But the other guys in the band, they're like, eh, that's kind of wimpy. So we just kept, like, throwing ideas out until Paloma Negra, like, came to the surface. And he had that ring to him. You know what? It's like, I, I think that represents our music pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's All like right. you never really, like, think... Because hmm. when I heard that name, like, I thought that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, like, has a like different m- meaning in so many ways. Like, you know, you just think about the do- a dove or, like, a pigeon, you know? It's like, no. Like, there's something... Yeah, the medical for... The metaphor meaning for that is a uh, war. War? So it means like a un- unrest, oh, which sure. kind of relates to the way we, we we go about our music. Right. It does feel that way in your music. Hmm. When you listen to it, you're just like, mm-hmm. there's something wrong, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, these guys are hurt. And you look at us, hey guys, like, what? <laughs> you the same people? You're like the happiest dudes ever. <laughs> Drinking alcohol in somebody's random room. <laughs> it's just an outlet. <laughs> like no soy going back to that it's, it's so angry <laughs> no soy is really angry man it's, it's such a chill as so song, good so though angry. oh my god it's so good i'm just like sitting back here and i like yeah no soy uh-huh yeah that's right <laughs> yeah it just like pumps you up yeah, yeah it really does though that's especially cool. towards the end man i was like man fuck this let's go to a rally right now man. Yeah, call yeah. everybody yeah go down like, to fourth street let's do this shit let's, yeah <laughs> I'm an activist right off the back. Just find something that you're really passionate for, like, on the way there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good to hear, because that's what our, our intention was going into that song. Because, uh, like, when the whole Trump election was going on, when he got elected, and when he was, like, attacking Latinos and whatnot, mm-hmm. like, we felt that there was no voices against, you know, Latinos. Like, nobody was stepping up. Yeah. To say, hey, you know, this yeah. stuff that's going around, that's not cool. Yeah. And we're like, well, there's no artists talking about it. There's no politicians that want to even bring up Latinos. Like some news reporters tried, but then they just got stumped down yeah. right away. And I was like, dude, like, what the fuck? Yeah, so when we started writing the song, we were like, well, what can we do to make that conversation happen and mm-hmm. make a movement when somebody listens to our song and they're like, yeah, I really want to do something about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like, I, when he got elected, I, a lot of people were talking about the bad things about to happen. At least, I was in Guatemala, actually, when he got elected and um, everybody, like, even the tourists, they were like, so you're an American, are you excited about your new president? And it was just like things like that, instead of like, 
giving me positivity. They mm. were just like, good luck. Like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, thanks. Like, like, yeah, he just said this, that you're a rapist and you're a thief and you're, I'm like, honey, I was born in America. Like, uh-uh, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, and I'm over here like enjoying my beautiful mountains in Guatemala, you know, and. <laughs> People and over here, like, hey, man, go back going to your country. <laughs> yeah, and it was just, like, so put down, you know? And I'm just like, oh, my God. And so hearing, I think, those type of songs are very, like, they pump you up. They really do, and they make, they remind you. As, as long, I mean, as, as a Latina, it pumps me up and reminds me, like, I'm going to fight for the Latina right next to me or the Latino or just the Latinx nation that is, like, right behind us, right next to us, right in front of us. Those kind of like songs really just pump at least me personally up mm-hmm. enough to be like, you know, we have to fight for what our parents, like my at least my parents and I, and I'll ask you guys this question a little bit after, but at least my parents they came here to give me a better life and my my brother a better life and um, our our my older sister my young my older my goodness my younger sister <laughs> um, a better life you know what they didn't have in their country and so hearing those kind of like remarks coming from our president our current president we're really like damn like is this what we're we're here for like so hearing those type of musicians artists podcasters youtubers whatever and really speaking up about it i mean they really i think they really influence at least personally they influence me a lot because it's like i can be an activist i don't need a diploma to be an activist i don't need to a paper to show I'm going to fight for what my parents came here for, you know, mm-hmm. or what, what they have earned, you know, they didn't steal it from anybody. They've earned everything they've gotten. Exactly. So. Yeah, and those are the kind of lyrics that we put into it, you know, we, it's like, I'm not a rapist. Uh, I'm not a, a thief. I'm not here to take anything from you. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're people of love. Like, we just came here to help you guys, to help ourselves, to help our family. Like, yeah. We're just trying to prosper just like you guys, you know? Yeah. 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 And it's the same thing, you know, you just, you don't want to forget your roots. Because, like, once you do, then you become one of them. And by them, I mean, like, people who look down on each other. Yeah. Because, I mean, the whole point of, you know, being a community, being a people, is just being together, you know. For sure, for sure. Um, before we go into the topic, I, I do want to know your guys' background. Where What's your guys' nationality? What are, where Where's your guys' roots from? Uh, we're, we're full Mexican. Our mom's from Tijuana. And then our dad is from uh, Guanajuato. Okay. Oh, yeah, cool. so they immigrated over here when, well, my dad, when he was 14, I believe. Mm-hmm. And my mom when she was 18, I think. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so they just grew up and then we kind of, like, you know, first generation here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys were born in Long Beach? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Okay. All the way. All the way. <laughs> LBC rep. <laughs> cool, cool. Cool. Well, that leads to... Um, our, he was saying, putting down our, like, becoming one of those people, you know, where yeah. they put each other down. So I think that goes back to our... Which is pretty common. Yeah. When you think about it. Because even with your story, when you were in Guatemala, and, and yeah. Trump got elected. Exactly, exactly. So There it, was no one saying, hey, uh, what do you think about what's going on? No, it's like, you ready for Naranjado? <laughs> the hot cheeto? The hot cheeto or the, the cheesy puff or whatever they uh, call the cheese it? cheese puff, Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you ready for that? Yeah. Sure, you want to go back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, dude, I didn't vote for him. I'm almost here. Like. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, and that's one of the topics we wanted to talk about today was um, putting, 
like we've seen a lot of people putting each other down or and especially in, in our culture I think I've seen it quite frequently um, I was telling Sal earlier today that I, I'm not a person that really supports the feminist movement I am very like strong on being a strong independent woman and really fighting for what I really want and whether it's in my career or financially or family-wise, whatever it is, and I'm really for that. You know, I know I, I don't need uh, a man to really tell me mm -hmm. you you're beautiful, you're um, you're smart, you're gonna get your degree or you're gonna be rich, whatever whatever. It's I think at that point, if a man does tell me that, that's a plus. But you know, I wake up every morning, I'm like damn girl you be looking fine today you know <laughs> like i i that's a, a me thing that's an empowerment that i do for myself yeah and so i don't i the reason why i don't believe in the feminist movement i think the modern even like the older feminist movement though because the older feminist movement was a movement that was initially honest it was mostly like a, a white supremacy movement if you look yeah. at it mm -hmm. it was a lot of like it was more towards white women it was towards white women these fights that were being these tr these rallies that were being brought out to fight for women it was only two white women right it was just a lot of to, for women to vote a lot of these women to to have equal rights equal pay and so much more they didn't even benefit african-american women you know, at that time, because that was a, it was, it was that fight between, and it still to this day is, but it was that fight between, um, American women to African American women, Caucasians to, so whites to African American women. It was a big thing back in the day, right? And yeah. I mean, still is, it's still a very visual thing that still happens to this day, but the white supremacy movement was in the feminist movement as well. And in the modern feminist movement, I think it's, that's not the main point that I'm focusing on. I think what I'm focusing on why I don't support it as much is because being a feminist nowadays sometimes can be viewed as like putting down our men. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe in that. I don't believe in putting down my my Latin men down, you know, because as much as like I want to empower women and be like, girl, you look fine today. You look beautiful. You are smart, you know, and I do that on a day to day basis with customers, with friends, with with family, but I also like, I want to empower Latino men because they have been so suppressed over the years and years as much as like, as African Americans have and other minorities have like, so that's why in a way, like I was telling you earlier, mm -hmm. I don't really believe in supporting a feminist movement because I want to support the next, next guy right next to me, you know, like. Now, if he's all weird and saying, no, I'm the man of the house and uh, I run this show, it's like, okay, calm down. But just because I'm telling him to calm down and no, that's not how it works, doesn't mean I'm a feminist and I'm going to like go all against your word, you know? But it's crazy how being coined as a feminist is such a bad thing yeah. in the majority of people. Or there's me where I believe in progressive feminism, mm -hmm. where it's not like what people are seeing as... Like, oh, we're bringing down men. It's like where feminism was always supposed to be. Where it's just everybody's just supposed to get along. It's supposed to support each other. It doesn't matter what the hell you are. I think that's just like feminism is just being so subjective. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. Because I want to be able to empower, like, as much as I want to be able to empower women. Because I feel like, as we were speaking earlier, how women have as well been suppressed. 
especially like minority women. Yeah. They've been so suppressed. I think I want to still empower men and women. Yeah. And and we're going into that idea of the non-binary idea as my as millennials, I think that's coming more and more common now. It's like the non-binary thing. We're we're trying to stray away from seeing, "Oh, you're a woman, this is what you do. Oh, you're a man, you're expected to do this." You know, and it's like maybe we're not 100% pers- like fulfilling that gap of being non-binary. But at least now we finally have an idea. Okay, let's not be let's let's not be subjective of just to women, just to men. You know, it's like we're being open minded. It's like starting a shift in how things should be slightly different. You know, because yeah. it's not like gender roles. That's just what came out to look. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it wasn't just like all right, you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that. That's how it started off. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like all right, well you don't have to do that. You can do this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now people are like, oh, you know what? There's no such thing as gender roles. You know, you go work and I'll take care of the kids. It's like, well, why do you want to do that? I want to be at home. <laughs> but you're, you're a guy, so? <laughs> people are just scared of change. I think that's I agree. what it is. I agree, man, because change is hard for a lot of people. I, mean, I, I would say in this room, probably, it's hard for us. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just getting out of your comfort zone, I guess. This change is, is weird. But it's just, it? but it's just sad though, that we have to put each other down because of those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if I see you change, and I see you succeed. Yeah. Then because I'm bitter because I'm nothing's happening in my life, I'm gonna put you down, and that bitterness drives me, and it's gonna put you down. It's that's not fair. And and I've done that. I have been that person. I have been that person to a close friend of mine where I I put her down. And I didn't do it purposely. I'm not, I didn't wake up. I'm like, ha ha, this bitch is going down. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I didn't, like, think about it that way, you know. I was just like, no. You know, it was just that bitterness building up so much. I'm like, oh, she's having success. Why am I not? Like, I'm busting my ass off just as hard. Why don't I have, why am I not rich? Why don't I have 1,000 views, you know? Why don't I, like, uh, why am I not just, like, getting out there and, like, I need to put her down. Like, no. You know, it's just like, and it just happens. Like, are you sure you want to do that? Hmm. <laughs> that looks sketchy, don't. You shouldn't. You mm. might fail. It's like, damn. It's like, why? Why do that? Why not just, like, empower them? You know, and it's it's like putting good positivity out in the universe. And that that universe is just going to feed it back to you. It's, I honestly, I'm a strong believer in karma. I, I believe in karma. But I don't, I mean, those aren't my intentions on why I feed out positivity. It's not like, oh, it's going to come back to me, so I'm going to feed. Like, those aren't my intentions, but, you know, I think it's just, it's so much easier and less work to pump somebody up, to hype somebody up, mm-hmm. you know? I it's know. exhausting yeah. just being bitter all the time, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. It's like, I already used that one. Uh, think of a different one you know what your shoes are gray <laughs> thanks they're black <laughs> no but yeah you see it like all across uh, just the latino culture like i was in mexico um last year and then they were talking about this lady down the street who uh opened up a an internet shop mm-hmm. and then people were getting jealous because she was the only internet shop in the whole pueblo so how come she's getting all the traffic? And cheese me. Yeah. <laughs> so then some other lady went down the street. She opened up another one. 
So now they're just like competing. I was like, why can't you just like conform and just be like happy for them and you do your own thing and you be yeah. successful? Mm-hmm. But there's just some like I, I don't know. If it's, Envidia, enviness. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of envy and people's like self esteem being so low. They just want to like attack everybody. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it it doesn't make sense. It's it's sad that that's like a a thing. You know, I, I've. I see it in such a bigger perspective where, cause, cause I'm in coffee for those that you, that know me, like I'm in coffee and in the coffee industry, there's a lot, it's a growing industry right now. Mm-hmm. It's a really rapid growing industry. And I've had family friends like, why don't you open your own coffee shop? And for a hot minute, it was a thing. Yeah. It was really a thing. And I'm like, you know, I really should open up a coffee shop. But if you look at here in Long Beach, for those that are in Long Beach, there's a lot of coffee shops here in Long Beach, and I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm not talking about Starbucks because I mean Starbucks is just the coffee of McDonald's, right? The McDonald's and coffee. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about like specialty, high-ended coffee shops, in, where you pay a good amount for a coffee, but you're actually gonna get a good cup of coffee. And it's like, why am I gonna like compete towards those people? Why can't I actually be a source to them? Mm-hmm. You know, if I know how to roast coffee, I want to be somebody that can provide coffee for them. Okay, they roast their own coffee. Okay, I want to be somebody that provides education towards them. It's like, why can't we do that? You know, because we all can grow in so many aspects, but we just want that specific thing that that person's doing. It's like, you are a whole different person. You do not need to be like them. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's just an aspect of like, how do, how do we grow from that? Yeah. You know, I, cause I don't know how I personally grew from it. I think, I guess if I want to pinpoint it, the way I strayed away from my bitterness, because I had a lot of bitterness before I moved here, and it was probably just learning how to love myself and really understand, like, this is what I like. You know, I like coffee. There's millions of people that love coffee, too, but I'll just figure out my little niche with it. I don't know. Like, that's how I... I guess that's, like, how I pinpoint how to get over enviness Mm -hmm. and putting my fellow, like, family and friends down. Yeah, well, it's like that saying, you know, you can't love anyone if you don't love yourself. Oh my God, so you yeah. can't, True. you know, you can't just give off that vibe, because then there's those people who give off that vibe. It's like, all right, this guy's a caring person, and you see him like when he's not expecting it, and he's being an asshole. Mm. He's like, wow, he's fretting the whole time. <laughs> you know, they're Bastard. just those people, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like, even if you don't even know that person, you feel like, oh, that's another one, and you feel betrayed. <laughs> yeah. By like, just man, don't be like that, please. Yeah, I, was yeah. like, I thought you were cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the so in the music industry, have you guys been put down by other bands, other friends, old friends? I mean, I don't even think that's a question, really. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, that's the whole industry. Yeah. You know? It's such a it's so competitive now versus before because it's so easily it's so easy for you to put your music out there mm-hmm. that you're literally competing with like your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know, he could have something recording and you're recording at the same time. Okay. It's just you know, everybody wants to be, you know, quote the best. Yeah, yeah. But instead, you know, um I think it was in the nineties with uh, the hip hop, everybody grew at the same time. It's like, all right, I'm getting some fame, let me bring this somebody up. Oh, mm-hmm. this person's getting up. I'm bringing this person up with me. And I mean, that's, that's what why, happened in this city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's know. why the whole music scene here is just, just non-existent. There's so much uh, com- competitiveness. And people are just like so selfish and just bloodthirsty. They want everything for themselves. And it's really hard to have a really thriving community when everybody's just like that. Like all the great music scenes throughout history have just been based through communities that they built themselves yeah 
Hmm. And even when, like, the press would say, like, the fans would fight or whatever, they weren't, they wouldn't, like, I think the prime example is uh, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Yep. You know how they, they would say, like, oh, Beatles versus Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. and supposedly they're always fighting. That was never the case. Like, there'd be Rolling Stone concerts, and then Paul and uh, John, they'd be in the back, like, singing harmonies. But nobody knew about that. That's yeah. so awesome. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so everybody's just helping each other out, and that's why the music was so good. And that's why everything was just so prosperous. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, I don't think we'll ever get close to that. And that's what we're trying to start now with our fellow Latinos in the scene. But even then, like, it's kind of hard because everybody's just out for themselves. Like, say, yeah. I want to help somebody out. They're like, okay, but what do you have in it? What do you want from me? Mm-hmm. You know? And they're not looking in, in the perspective that I just want to help you. Because mm-hmm. I want to see you grow so we can both grow. Exactly. But they're like, no, nah, I think you want something from me. <laughs> <laughs> It's just that, I guess, Latino uh, feel, because, you know, they they always feel like there's something, something there. Like, there's always a catch. (laughs) Trust issues, man. (laughs) We got some trust (laughs) issues, dude. It's like, like, oh, I'm just going to go outside. Your mom's like, why are you going to go outside? Because my friends are over there. Are are they your friends? I think so. (laughs) Like, Who can I trust? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of like has to do with how we grew up and I mean think about it in a history in a historical sense, man. We had this massive empire like thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little less. I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly. Not, not a thousand. <laughs> not a thousand. thousand. Wow. Well, it, it, was it was around. A while. It was a while ago. It was, a it while was ago. around, but then a couple hundred years ago, we got Spaniards coming in, and they said, "Hey." We want to help you guys prosper. We have gifts. We have this. We have that. But we want your gold. Yeah. How much would you trade that for? And there are uh, stories that supposedly other indigenous people here, they were like, no, you can just have it. Here you go. That's yeah, because they thought they were gods. <laughs> yeah. They're like, here you go. Like, yeah. you, you, you are what I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. But they, they didn't know any better. Yeah. But now, ever since then, like, they got great nearly our entire culture got destroyed our statues of gold got melted mm-hmm. and made into fucking jewelry for these people yeah now our art that should have been fine art is now folk art really it's deemed at like a lower level oh my god now okay. whatever's left of it it's like folk art it's not fine art or ancient art that you can really like delve into Mm-hmm. It's like, nah, it got stripped away. Yeah. That's so crazy, because, like, I've heard stories within, like, the Mayan culture. So I'm, my background's Guatemalan and Salvadorian, and um, I've been more intact with my Guatemalan roots. And I've learned a little bit about the Mayan, the Mayan culture and how, really, like, a lot of these European and Spaniard, like, explorers, they came and were just like, hey, we'll give you these, this plant for all your gold and just like those trades and seeing how vulnerable and how willing how willing these like our people were to be like yeah here yeah and like like you said yeah you just have it like what else can we do for you you know like the Mayan um when you go to Tikal in the Mayan ruins in Guatemala you see the structure of these pyramids and you see the structure of their whole community I think the Mayans were one of the first, uh, 
like indigenous tribes that had like an educational like aspect to how their community flowed. Yeah, At least they that's had what I math and they had Yeah. And so it was just like these people uh like our roots till this day like we're hello smart ass smart ass people, you know, but because we are so carried like those feelings are so suppressed and so like they carry over. They carry yeah. over. It's like a cycle within our in our families in our roots. It's that bitterness doesn't let us use the qualities and the talents that we have been given to the full potential. You know, you could be a full on like artist, but just because you're bitter and you're angry at your next door neighbor because they're going to school and they're their art is displayed at a museum. Or they have a new car. <laughs> or they have a new car, you know? It's like, you're not doing any of your shit, and you don't even know that you can draw. And then at that point, you don't give yourself a chance. Exactly. You could be better than them, but because you have all that anger built up, you're like, I don't want them to succeed. Yeah, then you're just limiting yourself. Yeah. And even if you're not better than them, at that point now, it's just subjective. Mm-hmm. Especially with music. With music, you can like one thing, and then... Every single one of your friends will be like, this is bullshit, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, screw you. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, um, I guess I have a shout out, too. I know it's a little late, but um, <laughs> my coworker, my, de- my coworker, Derek Simpson, he had, he just, he's been doing music. He's from Boston and he moved out here, I believe, last year or so. And he started doing music and he's been producing it and freelancing it. And he's doing really great. Like, he is really passionate about it. He's really intact with his, like, his, his self. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching, like, here and there and listening to conversations they'll have, like, with his friends. And he's really great at using his resources. Mm-hmm. Like, there's friends that come in and are photographers. There's there's regulars that come in that are, that they go on tour with other bands and they do graphic design and so forth. And so he's really intact with connecting with these people, like doing his own network. And, and I've noticed that flow of just, yeah, we'll help you. Let's do it. Let's team up. I'll make you some t-shirts. I'll, you know, I'm I'm just kind of adding my twist to it. So Derek, if I'm wrong, please forgive me. <laughs> but this is just what I've observed, okay? Um, but, you know, I've seen that. I, like, just by observing, like, I've really seen that. But I guess I've never really seen it in a Latin aspect, you know, where it's like, okay, why can't we do that? You know, why can't we be like, like, go to a, go within a, a Latin culture event, I don't know, and, and be like, hey, what can I do to put my event here? You know, whether it's, um, like, Guatefest, you know, when we yeah. were in L.A., like, how much is it going to cost me to put an event here or to to play here? It's like, they try to rip us off. <laughs> they try to get every cent out of us. And it's like, man, can you help a brother out? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm barely starting. I barely have one mic, you know? It's like <laughs> <laughs> so it's like things like that. Like, why, why can't we, like, be so resourceful and help each other out in that way, you know? Yeah. I feel like right now we're like in a cultural renaissance within this country, at least. Yeah. Like we have companies now that it's like we have Me Too. We have BuzzFeed mm. that just came with Better Life, where they're on a media aspect. We're having people start something. Mm. And it's influencing all these other people and artists and musicians and everything in between. Like, hey, do what you want to do. It doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter what you think. Mm hmm. Don't let it get in your way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let it be an outlet. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Just it, do your thing, man. Yeah. Eddie, you had something to say? Oh, no, just like, I agree with you. Like, that, I feel like it, it is a, a renaissance. Like, I don't know if it's cultural, but it definitely, something's changing. And we're watching it firsthand. We, we might not experience the full change or see where it's going to go. But I do see it you know, slowly turning. I'm like, hey, it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's kind of cool, honestly. I think it's freaking great. Like, it's, it's weird. And I love weird shit. Like, it's <laughs> like, it's different. Mm-hmm. And like how we said earlier, like, no one likes things to change. Mm-hmm. Change is our best friend. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's like once you start understanding what change is and how great it is, you'll start seeing so much fruits like sprouting out of you or just like whether you're a creator, whether you're an educator, whatever it is, you know, it's, but I, I could definitely adding on to your, your perspective, Eddie and, and mm-hmm. Sal, it's, I feel like, yeah, we're definitely in that era of something sparking because like if I, when I tell my mom, when I try to explain to my mom, we have a podcast, mm-hmm. she's like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so the best way, the best way I can explain to her what we are, it's, we have a radio. <laughs> yeah. We're on the radio. <laughs> like, that's as best as I can explain it to her, you know? And when she sees, when I used to live with her, and she used to see me videotape, because I, I, I have a YouTube channel, and um, I bought this camera, this, like, nice camera, you know, and I would, like, carry it everywhere. She's like, why are you filming? We're going to Walmart. And I'm like, just let me be. <laughs> you know, and it's Go like... vlog. God. <laughs> I know, right? Gosh. Shoots in the pulling dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't live too far from where that movie was filmed, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's definitely like you could see the difference. And our parents are like, what? But at least in my perspective, my parents have never been opposed to it. My parents have actually always been really supportive of that. Same. And it's like really great to have that. It's really great. I but I've met people though. I've met people where their parents are like, para, para de ser las burradas. Yeah. Stop doing that stupid shit, you know, and go to school. It's like I fucking hate college, okay? I don't want to go to co- school. <laughs> <laughs> like things like that. And it's just like, but they don't support it. It's like, no, because they think and obviously in the culture that we live in here in, in the US is school is the only way. Yeah, it's just security. Like that's that's the only thing that they see. It's like, all right, this is for sure gonna work. If you go a different way, I hope it goes well. But I'm gonna laugh at you when it doesn't. <laughs> I was right. Damn. Yeah. And that's how it is. Yeah, like, that goes back to how like they were brought up. Mm-hmm. So they they got here when they were young. Like my my father at 15, he came straight to work and straight yeah. into high school, and he's been working. He's uh, 60. He just turned 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he just turned 60 this year. So that's how many years I can count. <laughs> but pretty much, he got here when he was 15, and he's been working till then. So that's all he knows. And that's yeah. all that his family knows. You, you get here, and you just hustle. And that's how you, you make a living. Yeah. And my mom as well. She came here, and she started working. She started going to school. She's still going to school. She already got her master's, but she's yes. like, nah, I'm just keep going. <laughs> Shout out to your mama. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, that's just the mentality that they have. Like You always have to have that security, and you can't, you know, just... Well, on a limb and follow your dreams. Yeah. You just have to make ends meet because that's what, how you live. <laughs> yeah, because you got parents, they look at you and like, I think my parents have it, but parents look at you and they look at my friends and they're like, nah, man, dreams are dangerous. 
<laughs> dreams are dangerous. I was like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to do this crazy shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like the hustle is different. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's a change that I, I feel like it happens so rapidly because their hustle, like you were saying, is go to work. Like my parents, when they got here, my dad was working three jobs. He tried to go to school, but you know, it just, he's like, no, I got to provide for my family. Like go and work three jobs and still take my kids to school and pick them up and still try to like have time with them. And same with my mom working her ass off. And so that was the hustle that I learned. And I remember right out of high school, I was working three jobs and doing college. And I'm like, that shit gets tiring. I don't know how my, my mom is 50. Holy shit. How old is she? 52. Uh, she's she's in her fifties <laughs> for sure. My mom is. This is why we need school. I know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, like you know, my I know, man. We none of us can count. Are you good? Are you good at math, Eddie? I'm not good at adding and subtracting. Oh honestly. shit. <laughs> I'm good at multiplying and dividing. I don't know what it is. Like the school I went to, they just sucked at that part for some reason. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> That's oh god. I'm like, oh, two times two, four. I got it. <laughs> two minus two, uh, zero. Like, what? Why did it take you so long? <laughs> uh, but, um, so yeah, my mom, she's in her 50s, and she's busting her ass off. Like, I, I would go to her work once or twice a week, and I would go drop off a coffee for her. And she's back and forth, running back and forth, doing the job that these teenagers aren't able to do. And I'm over here like, damn, Mom, if I had the energy you did, like, holy <laughs> shit. She drinks twice as I do. She <laughs> sleeps less than I do. And she still got energy for that shit. Fuck, man. It's crazy. But then that leads to, like, work ethic. Like, mm. what work ethic are these teenagers, millennials, like, putting out into the workforce? You know, because the turnover rate at certain companies, like, I guess I speak for Starbucks when I was there. I mean, I started with this work ethic of my parents, right? I'm going to... Aunque me estoy muriendo. Like, even if I'm dying on my deathbed, I'm still going to work. Exactly. I don't care. Like, I, I can't call in sick. Like, that's just the, how I am, right? And I get to work, and three other kids have called in sick mm -hmm. because they yep. just couldn't. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? No, like, get I your... thought I was sick. I felt a cough. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, ah, sorry. Like, no, I'm picking you up right now. <laughs> you know, it's like, so the work ethic, because that change, I think, happens so rapidly. Like, the work ethic, I feel like, has been lacking. And I don't know, it just, it's just crazy. It is a sense of privilege that no one wants to admit. But there's a sense of privilege there because now we're comfortable. Now it's like, you know what? I'll just go to school. I'll figure it out. It's mm -hmm. all good. Something will happen. Mm -hmm. You don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen, dude. Yeah. yeah it's a blessing and a curse. It's, yeah. It's good knowing that you always have that safety net where you, you can try something, and if it doesn't work out, you know, like, you know what, I, I could try again, do something else. Yeah. yeah. But that's the bad thing, is that, <laughs> is that you know you can always be safe with your parents, so you never take that risk. <laughs> but then there's like, that's the point. You have to take risks. You have to be like, all right, if I fail, I'll try it again until I figure it out. But it's not like, oh, I'm going to have my parents to help me out. Don't use your parents as an excuse. Man, sure. I see people, like, using their parents. I'm like, god damn, you fucking lucky. Like, I wish I had my parents. Like, I had to be there <laughs> for my parents. And, you know, it's like, it. I 
definitely took my parents for granted in that aspect. <laughs> like, I remember it was just, I would always take my dad for granted, my mom, and now that I'm, like, an adult and, like, having to, like, be my sister's legal guardian, it was just, like, a big thing. I'm, like, I don't, I see these colleges, because I lived in a college town in Logan, and these kids are just, like, no, I just don't, I, I work, like, twice this week. And they have, like, a nice-ass car, <laughs> nice clothes, and I'm, like, I got a beat-up car. I'm working 40 hours, probably overtime, and I'm probably still as poor as you. And that mentality, though, I think led me to being bitter. Yeah. It led me to being bitter towards, like, I'm busting my ass off twice as hard as you, and you have how much money? Mm-hmm. Like, what was that? And then that bitterness led to putting them down, you know? And it's just, but, you know, what I went through, like, that person had nothing to do with, with what I went through, you know? And, like, I can't put it out on that person. I can't put it out on my next-door neighbor that my dad got deported because, oh, you're you're a bastard. You're, you didn't, like, you know, you didn't help my parents, so it's your fault. It's like, yeah, it's not their fault, you know? It's no one's fault. So it's like... I think that bitterness, going back, you know, it's like that bitterness. It just, like, all ties in together, you know, that work yeah. ethic, the way we grow up, the way just so many connections in that, like, cycle, I guess you can call it. And it is a cycle. It was something I really wanted to bring up is that it's all a cycle mm-hmm. where we have our upbringing, we use that as our foundation, try to figure out what the hell we want to do. If we don't like it, we go back to our foundation to bring us back up to another direction. Or a similar direction mm-hmm. and if it doesn't work out we're like fuck it let's go back <laughs> and let's figure out another direction <laughs> i was like but what happens when that's gone yeah you know mm-hmm. that's where we get screwed we get really screwed because it's like we don't know anything else yeah and we have an older generation that's telling us everything is your fault <laughs> i was like we weren't even around man <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah and I had a few conversations with, like, some people that, they're not even that older than me. They're, like, 10 years older than me. My sister. Where, uh, not specifically my sisters. They would just, they, they see what I see. But, and there's these people that come up to me and we have conversations. And they tell us, why don't you do anything with yourself? And I was like, I have a full-time job. I have my other hobbies. I mm-hmm. probably work more than you. Mm-hmm. And you expect me to make this much money? Mm-hmm. You expect me to have my own house in California? <laughs> At the age of 23? <laughs> and I was like, oh, but you have a 401k, right? Oh, you're in a good spot. It's like, that's one thing. That might not even be there in a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. probably going to be gone by the time I'm like 30. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Well, it just, I think those things also, it ties in, like, our parents, did they teach us what 401k was? Did they even have one? You know, because I'm, and I'm going to speak for myself on this one is when my parents pass away, I'm not going to get an inheritance. Yeah. Not that, I mean, not that I, I really knew that I was going to get one or I want one. I mean, it'd be nice, right? It'd be nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when my parents pass away, I'm probably going to get all the bills, <laughs> you know, all the bills to what I have to figure out what to do for them. And the four chickens. <laughs> and there you go <laughs> you know <laughs> um, but as sad as that sound it's like you know it's 
like what inheritance are we going to get? Did they teach us how to do a 401k? No, because they didn't know what a 401k was. Did they teach anything about stocks, finances, budgeting? Like, not everyone has the same uh, opportunities. Yeah. They're out there, Mm -hmm. but they're not at arm's reach. Yeah. But see, because... And and this is one of the key points that I actually want to, like, literally... Whoever's listening, like, (laughs) if you are listening to this whole thing, this is one of the points I really want you to, like, understand. At least as a Latina woman... I want you to understand that because we never got taught all those things or because we never were given those things, it does not give us the right to be bitter. Yeah. It does not give us the right. And if you have found yourself in a bitter position, just you got to take a step back. You got to take a step back, girlfriend, and just be like, you know what? All right. Now you have to build your empire. You know, you were able to get an empire from your parents. That sucks. That really sucks. But it's not their fault. It is not their fault. It is not your next door neighbor's fault. Don't put them down. Don't put your parents down. Don't put your culture down. You know, now you build your own empire. You've been given two hands, two feet, a mouth. Go out. Do it. Or if if you haven't been given those things, you've been given other qualities that you can do things to build that empire. And I think that's something that I didn't realize just about until, like, what are we, April? In February when Kayla came and visited, my best friend. Yeah. You know, and she showed me that. She showed me that. I'm like, because she got adopted into like a white family in Utah. She's Latina, but she got raised in an American culture. And so being able to see her, like she was one of the, one of the persons where, like, I didn't mean to. I did put down, you know. And I put, like like I said, I, I put people down in the past, and I just didn't know it. Like, I wasn't aware of it until it really smacked me right in the face. And so it made me realize, like, man, you're a Latina and you're doing so much better than me? What the hell? Like, you know, it's like... So she came and visited a few months back, and I finally had the guts to ask her, I'm like, how are you doing this? How are you going to a women's conference that's over $1,000? Like, you know, like, how? And she shared her passion towards it, and I'm like, all right. And I told her, right, and I, I just was open, and I'm like, Kayla, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm bitter. Like, I, and, and I think that's a first step, like, being, understanding that you're bitter. Having that humility. Yeah. 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 Because it's like, if you're able to say, I am bitter, like, you're able, then that's just the first step to making a change. Like, I'm bitter, but now I'm going to change. Just admit it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, that Latin culture, like, just, you have that arrogance. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's like, we're up here, even though everyone says we're down here, but we're up here, and we're never wrong. But even when you say and you point it out in my face, I'm not wrong. Exactly. And it's, it's inherited. I've yeah. never seen that. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't grow if you can't accept that you're wrong. Because mm-hmm. you're just going to keep doing things the same way. You're like, why am I failing? Well, because you're doing it the same way. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's, it's, it's an interesting like perspective to really just get into your mindset. And, I mean... I like to start these podcasts with an idea of topics of what we're going to talk about, but I also like to like, okay, what is our conclusion, you know? Like, our con- at least for me, my conclusion is, you know what, if you find yourself bitter, all right, admit it, now move on, let's build from it, let's grow from it, you know, go chase that empire of yours. But just know your empire is entirely different from your next door neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> like, she can be Latina, she can be short, she can be dark skin like you, whatever, but... 
she is an entirely different person. She has a different heart, different mindset, different passions, desires, fears, mm. weaknesses, you know, and her empire is going to be look entirely different than yours. And what I want to add on to that is it doesn't matter what they do. It only matters what you do for you to help other people. Yeah. Because yeah. what you do isn't only just for you. Mm. It will affect everyone around you. Yeah. Might as well make it positive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, like I, I don't know what it is about older people, but they just they stop caring about what yeah. other people think. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is that no one ever cared what you thought. Like you're just so used to thinking like, oh, what are they thinking about me? And then yeah. the other person's like, well, what are they thinking about me? Like we're not thinking of anything. Yeah. I'm I think trying it was to do this in church show that I hopefully it was him. I'm only recording them. <laughs> but he was saying that in my twenties, I was so worried about what other people thought about me. In my thirties, I stopped caring. But in my fifties, I realized no one cared in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn. <laughs> you wasted all that time. Oh yeah. No, I definitely noticed that. It's like the other day, Melanie, my cousin, she was like like, I don't respect you because you don't act your age. And I, like, I heard that comment, and I'm like, God damn, you're right. Yeah, I'm 27, and I do not act my age. Like, <laughs> thank you. And I'm just, like, hella goofy, hella, like, childish. And I swear a little much than I probably should have. But, you know what, that's that's me, though. That's, like, that's who I am. And I, I don't know, It's if I can't do that, then I might as well just, like, hide in a box. Yeah, we can't grow up being someone else's expectation. No. It's too much, man. It's too much. Too much work, man. Yeah. You want to call us lazy? We're we're trying to be lazy for other people. (laughs) We're working hard for ourselves and our family. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, if you guys have any other thoughts, concerns, desires, dreams for the future? (laughs) I I think that's an important thing to keep in mind, though. Just as long as you're happy with yourself... You're going to prosper. You're going to do what you want. Everything's going to work out for you. Because mm-hmm. you're not trying to put down the person next to you. Like, what if that person is also on that same path? Like, you know, yeah. I want to help somebody. So, oh, I know how to do these kind of things that you need help with. But you happen to have things that we have uh, that you need help with. And then you both grow. And then you become like this nice flower. This beautiful garden. <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's an important thing to keep in mind because... I mean, if we don't, if we don't help someone, who's who's gonna do it? You know, someone has to throw out the first hand. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I want this channel to be. Throw out a hand. Throw out a hand. For sure. Yeah, Eddie. I mean, Marco. (laughs) 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 I told you I'm bad with names. (laughs) No, I think you guys really talked about it all. You know, it's there's so much hypocrisy in this world that some people just don't see, and they just think I'm just gonna be hateful all my life. (laughs) Yeah. And it shouldn't be that. It should be, you know. They have their own life. I have to live my own life. If they're doing good, they must have done something. Therefore, I need to do something to be on that level. If I want to be that competitive. Yeah. But it's it's just a different mindset that I think a lot of people don't have. That they just need to take a step back and be like, what am I doing wrong that they did right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just ask for a hand. It's, yeah. It's no big deal. You're like, hey, I need help. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which I think a lot of people don't don't really do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Their ego doesn't let them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which sucks, man, because you keep yourself in a bubble. It's like, nah, man, you got to burst it. 
Yeah. Be part of the community. If you don't have one, find one, make one. Yeah. Figure it out. Well, it seems like, you know, we are all under the same page. And sometimes, you know, we step back and we're like, man, I'm probably the only one that thinks this way. No, like, there's obviously, like, we're living proof right here. You know, yeah, it's just four of us. But this is living proof that we all have different careers. We all have different passions and hobbies. Mm -hmm. You know, coffee, music, uh, production, you know, sound systems and stuff like that. It's just like where, but we're able to still have that same mentality. Yeah. So it's like, I think a lot of people aren't aware of that. They're like, no, this is, I'm the only one that thinks this way. You know, oh, I'm the only one that doubts myself and is very, and puts myself down. No. Like, you can be the most successful person in the, in the, in the on the earth and still have negative thoughts. You know, it doesn't, like, those negative thoughts are always going to be there. And people putting you down are always going to be there. But, you know, there's other people that are thinking the same way. And, yeah, like you said, go find your community. Whatever it's, whether it's in the Latin culture and in other types of culture, in, you know, schools, careers, whatever you're looking for. Are your closest friends. Yeah, yeah, simple as that. So. We said find your circle. We didn't say you had to find a whole <laughs> army. Find your people. Find your people. Yeah. And I didn't realize how really close-minded people were until I got out of L.A. Like, I, I went on tour with this metal band. We just, like, went across the U.S. for a bit. Okay. And just experiencing different cities and just how people are, like... I remember growing up, everybody was like, oh, Texas is really racist, you know? They're just a bunch of redneck white people that hate Mexicans. That's not yeah, that's true <laughs> at all. Really? Like, so stereotypical. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, man, go to Texas. They love you. Yeah. It, it was amazing. I had the, the best experience there. Everybody was so nice and loving. I even slept, slept in somebody's house for a week, and they did <laughs> yeah. not care. And they were, like, the whitest people you could ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's funny. Yeah, it's... Once you start traveling, it, like, makes you realize... You know, if, if anybody gets the chance to ever travel, it's one of, the one of the biggest tools that has been given to us. It does get expensive, but when you build those communities, it makes it a little easier, too, you know? It's like, you see the worth in it. Yeah. Definitely. And you see different people's perspectives, and you yeah. take that in, and you shape your way that you view things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I think I'm going to call it. I think that was, like, a really good outcome to talking about breaking each other down or pulling each other up and honestly that's that's my main focus as a human being empowering others you know mine is empowering others through a cup of coffee like that's my thing you know <laughs> your guys is through music you know and sal is like through freaking being a, a positive positive person and that's awesome he's so, a shiny light he's like is this on <gasps> <gasps> there you go yeah you bring light literally to the stage <laughs> yeah i know people have a hard time describing what i do <laughs> i know like i just did you heard me <laughs> like, i don't know i connect things <laughs> <laughs> physically and like spiritually i guess i'm not yeah there you go so uh yeah thank you guys thank you marco thank you Thank you, Margo. Thank you, Eddie. Wow. <laughs> they don't up, know that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mixing up the names again. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Thank it's, you so no, much. Thank you guys. Yeah, it's been this so awesome. Great. And, you know, that's our goal, to make these conversations being more genuine and being able to have these, whether you guys go on tour, whether you guys go and meet fans, you know, just like having these cool, genuine conversations. Um, but, yeah, guys, don't forget that their show is on Saturday at South. You wanna or it was at the San Pedro Brewing Company. I think it starts open doors open at nine. Yeah, it starts at nine. Uh, music starts at ten. One dollar. 
One dollar. Only one dollar. Dude, I know it's a lot. It's a lot. But you guys can come in for a dollar. <laughs> we accept quarters. Yeah. <laughs> Laundry day. <laughs> if you have enough pesos, figure it out. It's yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so Saturday... Be there or be square. <laughs> I told you I was going to say it. <laughs> no, but it. It should be a really fun show. We got Los Fonda jumping on. They're really cool. Uh, I, I forget where they're from. I want to say East LA, but I know I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere in LA. But they're really cool dudes. They, they play like uh, Spanish punk. Like, nice. It sounds really old school. That sounds dope. Cool. We'll have to hit them up. Yeah, for Hell sure. Yeah. So we'll put the description uh, in the description. We'll add on the guy's their band and the ones being featured and anybody else that we also gave a shout out so uh once again guys thank you don't forget to leave a rating we are on spotify apple podcast uh, anchor so many other ones that i honestly always forget but we're pretty much everywhere now <laughs> yeah so make sure you guys leave a rating find us on instagram latinx nation we always are always we're posting different things there different feeds that are attracting at least the Latin, Latinx nation. So thanks, guys. Well, bye, boy. Vámonos.